0: It's a new year and a new chance for you to make a fresh start with your compliance. For the next 31 days on the FCPA Compliance Report, we're going to be bringing you a daily tip, strategy, or idea that you can use to improve your program. Here's your host, Tom Fox, the Compliance Evangelist. This month's sponsor of 31 Days to a more effective compliance program is Affiliated Monitors. Founded in 2004, Affiliated Monitors provides professional, independent, integrity monitoring and ethics and compliance assessments nationally and internationally and across almost all industries. With its knowledge of effective ethics and compliance programs and cultures, Affiliated Monitors is respected for its work as the corporate monitor on matters ranging from multinational corporations to small and mid-sized companies and even individuals. Having served in over 750 monitorships, no one has more experience as an independent monitor than the team at Affiliated Monitors. For more information on how an independent monitor can help improve your company's ethics and compliance program, visit this month's sponsor, Affiliated Monitors, at www.affiliatedmonitors.com. Design Thinking and Compliance Design thinking is another innovation which can help the CCO move forward in a cutting edge manner to make a compliance program not only more robust, but also operationalize it into the fabric of a company. Such a mechanism would help to drive compliance into the operational nature of the company. Design thinking can bring innovation in a number of ways to your compliance program. The approach once used primarily to design products is now infusing corporate culture. It it is one that the CCO or compliance practitioner can use in redesigning your compliance program for internal customers, i.e. your own employees and third parties that may fall under your compliance program. These groups have a user experience in doing compliance that may be complex and interactive. You need to design a compliance infrastructure to the way people work so that doing compliance becomes part of the workforce DNA. The first component of design thinking is to focus on the user's experience with compliance. You need to focus on the emotional experience of the user's. This means the desires, aspirations, engagement, and experience to describe products and users. Team members discuss the emotional resonance of a value proposition as much as they discuss utility and product requirements. For the compliance function, this should be centered on the touch points the employee base has with the compliance function, and this should be designed around the user's need rather than internal operating efficiencies. The next step is to create something design thinkers call design artifacts. While this is usually thought of as a physical item, it can also be spreadsheets, specifications, or other documents that have come to define traditional organized environment. Their use is critical because they add a fluid dimension to the exploration of complexity, allowing for a nonlinear thought when tackling nonlinear problems. Whatever the compliance practitioner may use, design models are tools for understanding, and they present alternative ways for looking at a problem. The next step is to design prototypes to explore potential solutions. In other words, build a part of your system and test it from the user's perspective. Prototyping is probably the single most pragmatic behavior the innovative firm can practice. I think this is because the act of prototyping can transform an idea into something truly valuable through the use of interaction and testing. While it may sound antithetical to the compliance practitioner, a key component for design thinking is a toleration for failure. I realize that initially it may appear you cannot have failure in your compliance program. When considered, consider design thinking is an iterative process, it becomes more palatable. However, design thinkers must exhibit thoughtful restraint when moving forward so they can deliberate, have deliberate decisions about the processes, more specifically the processes they should not do. This means that if a compliance process is too complicated or requires too many steps for the business unit to successfully navigate, you may need to pull it back something called constrained focus. Three challenges in design thinking for the CCO are as follows. First, there must be a willingness to accept more ambiguity, particularly in the immediate expectation for a monetary ROI. More functional or better compliance system design may not immediately yield some type of cost savings, but it may be baked into the overall compliance experience, providing greater operationalization. Second, a company must be willing to embrace the risk when it comes to transformation. There is no way to guarantee the outcome, so the company's leaders need to be willing to allow the compliance function to take some chances in directions not previously gone. Third is a resetting of expectations as design does not solve problems, but rather cuts through complexity to deliver better overall compliance experience. This, in turn, will make the company a better-run organization. Many compliance professionals, including myself, Believe that it's wrong to simply conclude violations of anti corruption laws are engaged in by bad actors. Rather, it's good people doing bad things. Using design thinking to improve your compliance regime by building from the ground up rather than a legalistic top down approach. It all starts with the employees, not simply the problem. So, if you begin by asking questions, ask lots of questions, and from there you can formulate a problem statement. From this point, you are ready to begin brainstorming to come up with some solutions. There are four steps. First is to state the problem to be solved with enough clarity and of specificity. Second is to identify the objectives of the problem solution. The third is to generate alternative solutions and create a list of alternatives prior to having a group discussion. Finally, end with generating alternative solutions collectively. The final step is to test your proposed solutions. Test, test, and prototype, and then test again. The key is to avoid judgments, or rather prejudgments, and let the tester interpret the prototype and obtain the feedback therefrom. It's incumbent to iterate throughout the process multiple times, which allows you to narrow the scope of the solution and move from working on broad concepts to nuanced details. Design thinking protocol used to help effect more creative and effective compliance training models. It allows employees to provide initial input to improve effectiveness and relevance for training. The compliance team then implements the proposed solutions until more operative ones become apparent when these are rolled out company-wide and provide more effective training program. As the entire process documented, when the regulators come knocking, you will be able to explain your training and demonstrate its effectiveness. So what are three key takeaways? Number one, it's not simply product innovation, it's culture innovation. Two, it works around the employee's needs for operational efficiently. And three, it improves from a bottom up rather than a top-down approach going forward. I hope you will enjoy the entire month on innovation and compliance and this month's offering of 31 days to a more effective compliance program. If I could ask you to do so, would you pass on to at least one person this podcast series on the nuts and bolts of compliance as I'm trying to expand my audience base for 31 Days to a More Effective Compliance Program. I hope you'll join me again tomorrow where I take up another topic in innovation in compliance. Thanks again for listening. 31 Days to a More Effective Compliance Program is a production of the Compliance Podcast Network.